I'm Roisin Tracy, the Media and Communications Officer at Fight for Sight, and this is iResearch Matters, the podcast exploring the personal stories of those living with sight loss and the latest breakthroughs in iResearch. On today's programme, I chat to Ashley Winter, an Army Welfare Officer who served for 14 years and whose military career was cut short when he was diagnosed with the eye disease keratoconus. Keratoconus is a rare eye condition in which the normally round, dome-shaped clear window of the eye, the cornea, progressively thins and it causes a cone-like bulge to develop. This results in poor vision and currently there is no cure. Biggest question that people ask, can't you just wear glasses? It's horrible really when people look at you and think, well, what's wrong with you? You know, why can't you just do this or do that? And the hardest thing for me in the past is being called a fraud. Ashley is a fantastic ambassador for Fight for Sight and is determined not to let his eye condition get in the way of his passion for adventure. So he regularly takes part in challenge events to raise money and awareness. Ashley lives in Hertfordshire and I spoke to him recently via Skype to discuss his fundraising plans for 2020 and what it's like to live with an invisible eye condition. I began by asking him what impact keratoconus has had on his life. So I was serving in the armed forces at the time. Uh, it was about 10 years ago. Uh, I was a fit guy, um, never worn glasses in my life and I was struggling seeing the telly and reading so I, I just assumed, you know, getting a, a little bit older I'd go and have an eye test and and of course I was given glasses because uh, I had a, a prescription given to me. Mm-hmm. Prescription changed then every every couple of months really for a, for a year so I, I was having to pay for, for new glasses and, and of course then they realised something wasn't quite right. Quite a, a frank conversation with the uh, the optician who said he, he thinks there's um, potentially it could be this, this condition called keratoconus so I was referred to a uh, ophthalmologist, an eye specialist in, in the local hospital, uh, who confirmed the, the diagnosis. And then I think since then I've tried probably 10 different types of contact lens and um, it, we've had discussions about surgery. And, you know, at, at the moment, because I'm, I'm not blind by any stretch of the imagination, you know, I, I can still drive um, on a good day when, you know, when the weather's perfect. You know, surgery isn't really an option. And in those 10 years, how has it um, affected your life or impacted your life? Well, unfortunately, I've, I've now left the military. Um, I wasn't medically discharged, but when I did leave, it, I was told uh, because of the condition, I was unfit for, for further service. Now, you, you can imagine, um, being in the armed forces, you need to rely on your sight quite a lot. You know, firing a weapon system or something with a with blurred vision is probably not the best thing to be doing, to be honest with you. You know, I, I've had to have this this huge change in my life of, of leaving the career that I've loved and, and trying to, to move forward. And it, it's been very difficult, to be honest with you, mm. um, trying to find something that, that sort of fits my needs. I'm back within the military environment now working as a, a welfare officer for Defence Medical Welfare Service, um, looking after uh, veterans of the armed forces and the, the armed forces family uh, with a medical need. So it's it, it's sort of gone full circle, really. Mm. Um, so... From bad comes good, as they say. Your eye condition, I mean, it's not necessarily something that people can see. It's not very obvious that you have it um, to people who who don't know you. Does that make it more difficult for you? And does it make people less sympathetic? Because maybe they also don't know what it is. Yeah, I I think it makes it really difficult, to be honest, because trying to explain it even to to close members of my family is very difficult. 
you know, if, if you've got a, an illness or an injury that you've got a broken leg, for instance, other people can, can see that and relate to it. But with this, it, it, it varies from day to day. There is no sort of software to show people what I can see because everybody with this condition has, has got a different vision. Um, and like I say, every day is a different day for vision. So, you know, for the past sort of six months, I've had pretty much no problems at all with my vision. I've been able to drive, been able to do everything I, I can do. But who knows, tomorrow I may wake up and, and have a sore eye or a corneal ulcer. And, you know, I can't wear my contact lenses for, well, at, at that time, it was about six weeks. And without contact lenses, you know, we can't see. So you can't wear glasses because you know we're too far gone from that and in fact that's that's the biggest question that people ask can't you just wear glasses it's horrible really when people look at you and think well what's wrong with you you know what why can't you just do this or do that and the hardest thing for me in the past is being called a fraud uh, because i'm ex-military i go to a lot of the the charity things and, and I, I do get quite a lot of support and quite a lot of help and i'm very grateful for it but in that sort of environment you know, there's people with lots of different illnesses and injuries. And, and you know, sometimes people are quite critical of, of the, the illness or injury you've got, you know. How do you cope with that? You know, it hurts. But on the other hand, it could be so much worse. So, you know, you've just got to take the positives from it and, and not well, try not to dwell on it. But, yeah, it, it is quite, quite a painful thing to, to hear. You know, I, I've got a friend who lives up north and she's got an assistance dog and she gets all sorts of abuse. She, she's got keratoconus and she, she gets abuse from people driving in, you know, with the traffic, because she can see, you know, depth perception and things aren't aren't as good as, as others. And, she, you know, she gets shouted at for, for being a fraud and a liar because she's got an assistance dog and, and they think she doesn't need it, which, you know, it's, it's not right, is it? It's quite sad, really. No, it's a real lack of awareness, isn't it? Yeah, so, I mean, that this is why I, I do what I do and I, I try and raise awareness and try and inspire others, really, because I've had a good career in the armed forces. Um, I feel that like I've got quite a lot of confidence to, to go out there and, and prove a point to people where a lot of people in the, the younger generation that have maybe just been diagnosed, who maybe want a career in the armed forces and because of it, they can't go in. You know, I, I'd like to try and help these people move on in life. Yeah, and then in terms of that, raising awareness and raising funds. So you came to Fight for Sight. How how did you find us, first of all? And um, how long ago was it? When I was coming to terms with having the, the condition, probably about eight, eight years ago, something like that. You know, I had the condition a couple of years before I started doing it. I googled all the eye charities just to, to see what it was about because I, I thought, you know, I want to try and try and make a difference for people. And, and I think the first one I did was a triathlon um, and, and I wanted to... To raise some money so I, I found out about fight for sight on on the internet and um well yeah it sort of spiraled from there really we're an eye research charity why did you pick eye research in in particular to raise money for well i think it's important to to see that there, there could be light at the end of the tunnel you know and there's i think it's a massively important thing that you know our eyesight is for me the most important thing if i can raise money for eye research to then potentially find a cure or, or something to stabilize a condition or help with any condition that gives people you know even a couple of more years with their eyesight then i, I just think it's so important you mentioned the triathlon what else have you done yeah so i, I started out with with smaller events like triathlon, um, half marathons like the Great North Run, uh, swimming events and 24-hour mountain bike endurance race. I was on these self-help groups uh, on social media uh, and somebody had said after a, a couple of years, 
you know, why, why don't you write a book about it? So I, I, I thought nothing of it. And then eventually I thought, you know, I'm going to write this book and, and sell it. And then all the profit can go to, to Fight for Sight to try and help others. And I, I was looking at selling about 10 books. I thought if I can inspire 10 people, make about £50 and, and send it to Fight for Sight, I'd be quite happy with that. And it's been about a year now and I've sold about 400 books. I, I'm just um, staggered by it, really. I, I never thought in a million years that I would sell so many books and and on the back of that i've been doing motivational talks going into to various different places to sell the book really but i've been getting so many donations and i just think it's important to to share my story it's it's helping me by going out there and, and talking about it it's helping others by gaining more knowledge you know it's raising money for, for the wonderful organization at five for sight is and and hopefully in the long term helping others as well Absolutely. And then, Ashley, you have big plans for 2020. Can you tell me about what fundraising efforts you have in store? Well, <laughs> yeah. Um, the first one I've got on the 24th of, of February, on the lead up to uh, Rare Disease Day, Keratoconus is classed as rare disease. So on the lead up to that, I'm hoping to, to break a Guinness World Record for a one-mile blindfold run, which is, is happening in Herefordshire, where I live. So I'm hoping to, to get that Guinness World Record to... You know, it's a bit of a personal gain because, you know, who wouldn't want to get a Guinness World Record? But I think the platform of that then could could spiral on a bit more uh, knowledge, understanding and ultimately raising more funds for Fight for Science. So that's the first one. I've, I've also got Mount Tubkal in North Africa booked for the 9th of September. A couple of years ago, I went to the Arctic on a, an expedition to, to test my eyes and to test myself in the cold weather. So that was minus 35 degrees at night, living in a tent and just experiencing the the cold um so I, I decided to to do something in the heat and i thought nobody's gonna want me to go to to benidorm and walk on the beach are they so i need to do something a bit more so i'm going to north africa to like i say mount tubkal it's uh, five times the height of, of ben nevis and i'm i'm hoping to raise a you know quite a substantial amount of money and i just think that again will be quite a huge event to to raise awareness and and i've also got this this is the the big one that i would like to do to break the, the last speed record for visually impaired drivers, which at the moment stands at 201 miles an hour. So I, I would like to say that'll be this year, but I, I don't know. You know, it's, it's going to cost a lot of money and uh, um, there's going to be a lot of planning involved um, in the early stages of it. So we'll see. I mean, it, it's definitely an ambition of mine and, and something that I am very confident that I will do. For somebody who might be listening to this, who maybe they have an eye condition, maybe they've just learned they have keratoconus. What is your advice to them? I would say just embrace it. When I got it, yes, you'll have your dark days because, you know, we all do. It, it is a big shock to the system. But embrace it. Look look what I've managed to do uh, over these past years by having this condition. Now, I, I think if I didn't have this condition, it wouldn't have inspired me to go and do all of these things I'm doing. And, you know, I'm not saying that everybody should go and do these things because, you know, maybe they are a bit silly at times. But if I can... If I can go to, you know, and do a triathlon, then that just proves that somebody can go and have a swim or go for a walk or, you know, just just try and do things that you would normally do. I'd like to mention employment as well, because when I left the forces, I tried a, a specific job in telecommunications. I found it very difficult with the, the fiddly little wires and little bits of things. So I'd just say to, to take a bit of caution about going for, for certain jobs because it really frustrated me and upset me quite a lot that I couldn't do it. I've always been a person that goes out and does pretty much what I want to do and not being able to do something simple, it really upset me. So 
I'd certainly say to, to think about things a little bit more before you go and do it. All of this money that you're raising, you're raising it for eye research. So what is your hope for the future of your condition and for you personally? I would like to think the future for the condition would be that there will be some sort of, you know, I'm not going to say miracle cure because I, I don't think that's anywhere near, but something that can, can make things a bit a bit easier for people, for the younger generation. I would like to think that there'll be something there and, you know, that could take away the, the worry of it, you know. Future for me, I, you know, I'm, I'm quite happy at the moment um, doing all of the, the things I'm doing. I'm just uh, happy to, to help where I can and, and raise awareness as much as possible, really. Ashley, thank you so much. No problem at all. Thank you very much for listening to iResearch Matters. To learn more about our research or to donate to help fund vital research into eye conditions like Ashley's, you can visit our website at fightforsight.org.uk. You can also find us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Fight for Sight UK.